What's going on, Steelers fans? Uh, welcome to the Steel Yenzers podcast. I'm Justin Otstadt. I'm here today with my comrades, Dan and Bob Welsh. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? It's glad to finally be on the show, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. This is hopefully going to be a regular thing between us uh, where we're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, for the foreseeable future. And uh, yeah, so this is episode one. I should probably mention that. I almost said episode two, but technically the first episode I posted was, you know, episode zero, kind of like a preview of what's to come. So uh, we're going to talk about a few uh, subjects today. One's going to be about Le'Veon Bell. We're going to give you guys our final thoughts on the Le'Veon Bell situation with his contract. And then we're going to talk about the upcoming uh, Pittsburgh Steelers season. We're going to give you guys our predictions and thoughts on the regular season games. We're not going to talk about preseason, right? Like, Is there a point? Yeah, I guess there's no point to really talk about preseason. I think, honestly, preseason should be viewed as a, like a way to scout the uh, rookies. Exactly. That, exactly. That's all it is, which I think is a – real quick, I want to talk about that. I think that's an important part of the game that a lot of people are trying to get away from. Absolutely. Um, I, I personally think the preseason is good for, uh, you know, looking at the rookies. Right. So let's let's go ahead. Let's get right into Le'Veon Bell, and you know I already kind of expressed my thoughts on the situation in the previous podcast episode. If you guys have not uh, listened to that, go ahead and check it out. Uh, but Dan, you said you had some opinions on this man. Uh, did you kind of want to? Yes, uh, <laughs> it's it's mainly about uh, this whole guarantee money because I did watch uh, episode double zero that you did. Uh, yeah. Um. And I noticed that you said that the reason why he probably didn't sign a long-term contract is because of guaranteed money. That's what I'm being told. They, they, a lot of the rumors going around is that uh, it really wasn't about the numbers necessarily. It was more about the guarantee part of, of the contract. Um, I just want to throw this out there before you you know break it down here. Um, the Steelers were going to franchise tag him, or they are going to franchise tag him this year for $14.5 million. Um, some people are saying it's guaranteed. I'm not sure if that's all the way true. I think he has to play every game to get that full $14.5 million. But uh, I guess the uh, contract basically went, it was a five-year contract. $70 million was offered from the Steelers. Uh, $10 million was guaranteed up front. And... A lot of people are saying that's the difference as to why he uh, didn't accept that offer. Uh, he he felt like fourteen point five was a lot better than ten. So, right, and I can totally understand from his point of view, and I understand that he stated that he wants to reset the running back market. He wants to be paid as the highest paid running back in the league, and he has every right to feel that way. I don't blame him at all for feeling that way because he does deserve most of it. Yeah, but. I believe Ian Rapport did put out that he would have made $33 million over the first two years and yeah, $45 million in his first three. Yeah, $33 million the first two years and then uh, $45 million over the first three years. I don't know how much of that is you know, accurate. Right. Because like I said, I've been reading like a lot of articles and stuff on the internet and people have different opinions on that. But Right. <clears throat> I, I I have a feeling it definitely is coming down to uh, the guaranteed money. Right, but, it, and it's been that way for a few years now, and I don't blame Bell at all, but let's say that what Ian Rapport did report was true, which 
We don't know if it is, but let's say it is. Right. He would have made 45 mil over his first three years. That's 15 mil a year. That's more than he's making a franchise tag. If you think about it, he really only has two or three years left in his prime. And see, he, and I wonder if that's Bell's argument too. He, maybe he doesn't feel that way. Maybe he feels like he's a completely different player than any other running back that's ever been in the game. Uh, I, me personally, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be. Uh, it's going to play out well for Bell. Right. And I mean, it, it's an arguable statement. It, it can be. I mean, we never know. Maybe he is a different breed. Right. But history does show that running backs have short careers. And right. I mean, you look at DeMarc Murray, he just retired at 30. Adrian Peterson, who was uh, lined up to be the best running back of all time, he's not even with the team right now. He is declining. And you can, you can even yeah. say the same thing for Jamal Charles. Absolutely. Um, now, Bell is obviously, you, you can argue that he's better than all three of them. Right. Um, but <clears throat> if he was going to make 45 mil in his first three years, he probably has three years left in his prime. Do you want to overpay him after he's out of his prime? See, these are all great points, too. And you know what? As a team, From a team perspective... You know, do you want to pay a guy like Le'Veon Bell that kind of money and then have, like, other players around the league want the same thing? Exactly. Players that aren't going to have the same longevity. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because, <clears throat> like you said, look at the other big running backs like Adrian, Adrian Peterson that no longer have, you know, much left in the tank. You know, nothing against them, but they're not producing the numbers they used to. Yeah. I mean, he had a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees and did nothing. Look at Barry Sanders. Look how short his career was. Yeah. Granted, I mean, it was on his own terms, but when, I remember when I was younger and I looked at that, I always thought it was strange that he retired so, you know. So young. So young. 30 years old, and he was on pace to break yeah. uh, the all-time rushing record. I think that's a perfect example, too. Like, So, like, a guy like Le'Veon Bell, he's in a, a hard situation. I don't know how this is going to come across to not only Steelers Nation, but the entire football world. Um, but I think if, if these players want to be paid this kind of money, play a position that you feel like if you're about money and that's all you care about, you're not about winning Super Bowls, then maybe Le'Veon Bell should have played wide receiver. Yeah. If he wants wide receiver money, maybe you should have played wide receiver. All right. But no, you picked running back and that's the market. And if you're trying to increase the market, then why didn't you accept the deal the Steelers were, uh, that, that, that the Steelers put on the table? Right, and one thing that really irks me is that he wants to start the run back market, but the the money we offer him would have done more than that. Exactly, it doubled it. I think, right? Yeah, I about, mean, yeah. The guy prior to that was making what eight eight something million yeah, dollars. I think Devontae Freeman is currently the highest paid running back in the league. Yeah, something. So he he would have doubled his money, no doubt. Doubled it, and it just it makes no sense. Uh, as to why he, some people are trying to you know break it down and say it makes it makes perfect sense why he didn't accept it because of the guaranteed uh, part of it. But at the end of the day, you're either a player that's trying to get a Super Bowl or you're a player trying to collect money. Le'Veon Bell is trying to collect money. I don't think he gives any crap about uh, you know winning rings, uh, winning games, all that stuff. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say winning games. What player doesn't want to win? But there's a difference. There's a difference between wanting more money or wanting a ring. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that there are players like that out there. Yeah, it really is. So, Bob, what do you think about Le'Veon Bell? What's your final thoughts on, on, on him and, and the contract situation? I mean, I don't really have much to say right now, but I do want to say this. 
We offered them seven million dollars over with a five year deal. Yeah, seventy million uh five years. Right. <clears throat> and you gotta think about this. Alright, we gave him that much money in which I don't know I don't know why the hell he would you know, deny that money. Any anybody in the world would want that money. Yeah. But I find that, that a lot of players on our team, especially our, our offensive line, Villanueva, I think. Yeah, that's, Castro, see, that's another good point you're bringing um, up, the, think, the offensive line. I think Ben Brown, I think. I can't remember uh, all the players. I know but, Cam uh, Hayward and Tua took a pay cut. Exactly. A lot of players on this team took a pay cut for this one player, for this one guy. And he still denies a contract. He still won't take a deal. It, it, I, I kind of find that to be really selfish of him. Yeah, you do make a point. And I want to take back to what you said about the offensive line. Um, you got to think, if he leaves, and now Joan Pettis said the same thing. You know, you're not going to be as good if you leave Pittsburgh. Because he's not going <laughs> to have an offensive line like Pittsburgh. The numbers are so stacked up against him, it's not even funny when it comes to that statement. Yeah, seriously. I mean, look at Mike Wallace. Not Mike, even not even just Mike Wallace. You can look at Franco Harris. You can look at... Uh, well, there, there, there's been a few players that went went to other teams and ended up going to a Super Bowl, but a lot of those guys didn't end up winning the Super Bowl. Uh, two people I can think of off the top of my head, obviously James Harrison, uh, who's uh, last year ended up going to the Patriots. Didn't he made it to the Super Bowl, but he didn't win it. Um, the other guy I can think of is Rod Woodson. Yeah, I, I think it was the Raiders. He ended up uh, the Raiders or Raven. I think he, he was with the Ravens. Oh, you know first. what? Yeah, yeah. You know what? He he. See, I'm such an idiot. Yeah, he he, he the, played for the Ravens. He won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Yeah. But I think he he, he also made it to the Super Bowl with the Raiders, and, and uh, they ended up losing to Tampa Bay. Exactly. Yeah, I believe you are correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, anyways, my point still stands. James Harrison went to the Super Bowl, didn't win it. Yeah. So, a lot of players, you know, they move on to other teams, and for the most part, a lot of them just don't, they don't do anywhere near as good as they right. did when they were in the black and gold. And same thing you said, Mike Wallace. He, he thought he was... <laughs> all this, he wanted all this money. He got in Miami, yeah. and he hasn't come close to doing anything as destructive or effective. Uh, or as productive as he did with Pittsburgh. And Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. So, like, with, with Wallace, when he went to Miami, I know you guys probably don't know the number. I could probably pull it up, but um, what was the contract offer? It was pretty lucrative, right? It was four it, or five years for $60 mil or so, something similar to that. I know, I know it was high money. I know it was definitely money he didn't deserve. Well, you know, no back get, then, too, the, the, the contracts were different than what they are today. Of course. So $60 million back then would have been, like, insane. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I could be wrong. I, I don't really exactly yeah, know Yeah, we don't numbers, know that. I don't have the numbers. In front I know of that he was overpaid, and he definitely didn't live up to what he was offered. My question is, though, did he did he p- play that contract out, or did they no. just say, you, you suck it out? I think they <laughs> traded him or cut him. I know he went to the Vikings after leaving. I believe they cut him. See, that's, that's the thing, too. The, the contract probably wasn't guaranteed. Yeah, you got a point. I mean, I can't really remember the exact numbers or the exact contract altogether, but still, you see what he has done after leaving Pittsburgh. Same thing could be said for Bell. Bell is definitely better than Wallace, but oh yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not trying to downplay Bell at, oh, yeah, at of course. any. You know what I mean? No, no way am I trying to downplay him. But like I said, dude, he probably should have picked a different position. If he, if money is his his thing, he should have played a different position. Right. Now, one last thing I want to point out. I can't remember if I brung the I think I did, but uh, as far as Bell goes, this is a guy who's caused a lot of drama for this team over the years. He's also been injured multiple times. Um, I mean, going back, was it a year or two ago, he got injured in a playoff game. I personally felt like he gave up. 
Against the Patriots. Yeah. I, I, I felt like he gave up. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I know he was injured, but I don't know. I, I've seen him. I've seen him doing so much like after that injury. It just didn't make sense to me. Like it, to me, it felt like he just gave the hell up. So I can see why you say that. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Like some people remember, this is something I brought up in the past on my my old YouTube channel. Uh, but so I guess that's our final thoughts on Le'Veon Bell. He will be a Pittsburgh Steeler this year. Uh, there's nothing we can do about that. Obviously, we're not going to cheer against him. He's, of course. he's on the team. I mean, I want him to be on the team forever, but at the right price. Right. My concern is that if we overpay him, are we going to have enough to pay other playmakers? You know what? Before we get off this topic, I, I want to ask you guys a question, though. Uh, do you guys think Bell is going to be considered, no matter what happens after this season, is he always going to be a Steeler? Is he in the same category as a Franco Harris, who ended up going to play in Seattle? Right. You know what I'm saying? There's so many play. We had Kevin Green, who I think played for the Panthers after he left for us. Panthers uh, in Green Bay, I believe, or something. No, I think he just coached him. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, he coached him. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, there's so many players, man. I can go down the line. Rod Woodson again. Yeah. Uh, Yankee Thinkpen, I mean, who played for Tennessee. Uh, great receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, it's it's an arguable statement. It's an arguable question. Um. I don't know. I really don't know. How many years has he been a part of the team? Five years now. Something like that, Five, six years now. Um, I mean, he could definitely be... I mean, he's not really acting like a Steeler, in my personal opinion. He doesn't... He definitely is not fitting the... uh, Steeler mold. Yeah, yeah, he's not fitting that whatsoever. I know some people might try to disagree with us on that, but he's not. Right. (laughs) But you can't deny the damage he's done uh, to help us. The damage um, he's done with the, the the Steelers fan base as well. It's like, yeah, you're you're coming on Twitter. You're telling us, oh, we couldn't get the deal done. You know, Steeler Nation. I'm sorry. It's like bullcrap, dude. If you were sorry, you would have accepted that deal because Jerome Bettis and those guys played for a lot less. Yeah, you know. Now, granted, it was a different era, <laughs> but still, it was a different era. But at the same time, we're talking about a guy who took a pay cut to stay a part of the team to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely, and look what happened. You know. Now, granted, obviously, Bell's not in – like, Bettis was in the end of his career. I, I think Bell still has some, some future to him. But, of course. Um, yeah, so that's our final thoughts on Bell. I don't I don't think he's going to end up uh, moving to another team and, and being the same player that he is now. Unfortunately, because he has all the talent in the world to do it. But <clears throat> at the same time, you know, he needs help around him. Every player does. Yeah, and he has a great line with us. Absolutely. And he has the – the, the depth as well, and the, the youth and the experience to help them all together. Exactly. I love Bell as a player. <clears throat> I want him to stay as a Steeler, but looking at it now, I don't think it'll ever happen. I, I, don't, I don't think so either. I hope I'm wrong, but we'll see. Time will tell. You know, part of me does hope that next you know next season they find a way to bring him back. But Yeah. All right, so we're going to jump out of the uh, Le'Veon Bell talk. We're going to jump into the season. This is the exciting stuff. Uh, we got 17 games, well, 16 games, 17 weeks. And uh, we're not, like, like I said, we're not going to talk about the preseason. We're just going to talk about regular season. Um, so week one, September 9th, we're going to play the Cleveland Browns, which seems to be a trend. Yeah, because we faced them last year. Well, I mean, one. like, I feel like we faced them week one, like, all the time for the most part, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. Because I remember we did in 2014. 
and then we did last year, and now this year again. Yeah, it's like it's. I think the NFL kind of like flips back and forth. Like we'll start playing the Browns early in the, in the first half of the season, or it's the you know the last half of the season. Right. So this year we're playing the Browns in the first half of the season. Uh, obviously, I got us winning this game. Although I will say, I feel like the Browns are are like close to jumping over that. I know people is gonna say it's crazy, but at what point do these does this team break that? You know what I mean? The I curse, know. the curse that they're they're under. Right. But <clears throat> and I will give them credit; they did make a lot of moves and trades and get a lot of good players in the draft. And you look at their yeah, team the quarterback. I mean, this is probably the best team they've ever had. I t- think so, talent wise. Um, but. You got to remember, it's the Cleveland Browns. Can, can, can you trust them? And you really can't tell how they're going to do until football season, you know, starts until they play right. on the field. That's why I'm not going to overhype them or hype them at all until they actually show some progress on the field. Right. And you know, I should mention too, uh, this is not going to be our final predictions. We're obviously going to make another prediction uh, right before the season starts because, like I said, we got a lot of stuff can happen from now. Until the end of preseason. Right. You know, a certain player could get injured, and that's going to change the outlook for everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I do want to say I mean, this. Green Bay last year. I do want to say this real quick. I think one player that's really going to play an effect for this season, and he will be absent this year, is Ryan Shazier. Oh, yeah. Of course. Big time. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to be able to get the tackles. Because that's, that's that was my favorite thing about Shazier. Uh, I feel like he's such a good tackler. Yeah. And he was just so effective on the field for everything. Yeah, the way the big thing I noticed, uh, we're getting off track, but that's okay. Uh, The one thing I noticed with Shazier's absence is the side to side. Yes. Uh, Speed. The speed, the way Shazier gets from one side of the field to the other. That's the thing I think the Steelers are missing, and that that's going to be one of the things on defense they're going to have to fix. It's going to be hard to fix. Cause it's going to, yeah, because Shazier is a special player. Yeah, you you look at Shazier; he has rare talent. You can put him. You can ask him to do anything, and he'll produce. At an elite level, so I think we're all we're all on the same page. The Brown, we're gonna win week yes. one. Yeah, I'm gonna yes. say it's a win. win. Yeah. All right, so week two might be a little more interesting, uh, and I should mention we're gonna be playing in Cleveland, week one. Yes. So that we our home game doesn't start until week two, uh, September 16th. We play the Kansas City Chiefs. Now again, I have a see when you predict the Steelers season, it's kind of hard because. Uh, this team loses games they're not supposed to. Be. I know. I so know. I got us. I got us beating the Chiefs. I can't see us losing. Yeah. Um. And Chiefs, you know, they're, they're a different team from last year. But we usually play good against Chiefs, especially at home. Yeah. I mean, I believe we only lost to the Chiefs once in the last few years, but that was when Landry Jones started. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe but, you are correct. But I got a win here. I think we have a really hot start and uh, go. O oh, two and when our first home game, especially. You mean two and zero? You said O oh, two. Yeah, my fault. Yeah, two and <laughs> fault. Oh man, we start zero and two. That's gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, which which I don't see happening. Nor do I think anyone else would see happening. But uh, a home opener, we're gonna come out firing. So of course, I'm gonna say a win. All right. Uh, week three, September twenty fourth, we're gonna play at the Buccaneers. We're gonna be playing in Tampa Bay, man. And I believe this is Monday Night Football. Yes, ESPN. So. Uh, this, I think it's I think it's Monday night. Football. This is a trap game, in my opinion, because Ooh. the Bucks. First of all, they're not living up to the potential that they have. And no, because wasn't their defense like supposed to be like top notch? Well, like, their entire team, yeah, overall, yeah. Um, but they, well, the, their quarterback said, yeah. I'm not gonna say. And it. speaking of him, <laughs> uh, he is suspended, of course. And Ryan Fitzpatrick will be starting. 
Now, we do have some good history against Ryan Fitzpatrick, but this is a trap game in Tampa Bay. We, but, but this also is a primetime game. They always play good in primetime games. Yes. Depending uh, on where they are. And that's why I think we win this year uh, just barely. I think we will play down, but I think we'll just edge out the win. I would have to agree with you. Yeah, this could be one of those field goal games. Yeah, exactly. Which, like, on, pa- on, on, on paper, it just doesn't doesn't feel like it's going to be that I way. I know, but... but- we all know the Steelers for some reason. All right, now let's move on to week four, which is probably going to be the most interesting one uh, for the beginning portion of this regular season. Yep. Uh, September 30th, we're going to be playing the Baltimore Ravens at home. Uh, so we'll be home for this game. And normally when we play the Ravens at our, in our own stadium, I feel like we usually get the win. Absolutely. Um, but every year, no matter what, unless the Ravens get super Trash. Uh, I always have a splitting the season. Absolutely. Of course. So, I mean, I can go either way with this, but I'm going to say uh, we're going to win this game. I, I think the Steelers could could start the season off pretty hot. This is a uh, Sunday night football <clears throat> game, right? I NBC, I, no I believe idea. so, yes. Mm. I mean, I can't really remember. Yeah, yeah, I can't really remember completely. But um, Like I said, we always perform great in primetime games. I believe we were actually undefeated in primetime games. Uh, last year, yeah, I uh, believe but, so. But but, you know, this is a complete different team, different year. Of course, so, and yeah. it is the Ravens. They know us so well, um, obviously. But I still think we get to win here. I, th- I I have to agree. We split with the Ravens, and um, especially at home, we usually perform good in prime time. I guess yep. the Ravens should be a fun game. I think we get to win here. Yep, win here. So we get a win there. Let's move on to Week Five, October seventh. One of my favorite months, by the way. Again, we play at home against the Falcons. This is a game where I think things could, uh, for me personally, I think could, uh, you know, change. It's one of those games, again, where I feel like we should beat the Falcons, but I don't know. The The, the Falcons' offense has not been the same. Well, when Kyle Shanahan left, it definitely has. Um, no, they it, still have great talent, um, but... Especially with the addition of Calvin Ridley. Right, but Kyle Shanahan leaving just really... Edge that down a bit because you look at Matt Ryan when Kyle Shanahan was there, and then when he left for San San Francisco, you saw a complete big decline. difference. Yeah, decline. Um, now Matt Ryan still performed at a high level, but nothing as an MVP type candidate. Um, right. However, the Falcons, this is gonna be a tough one. Um, I think it's gonna be a very close one. Um, and I think we get the win here. Just edge out a win here. All right. So. I, I, I think we, we might get a win. but This one's kind of tough for me because the Falcons are loaded with talent. Their defense is up and rising there, too. Yeah. It's, it's really difficult. Um, for me, I would say I would say we do get a win here. Just barely, but we get a win. Yeah, see, again, I'm, I want to mention, too, uh, our opinion on on these predictions is probably going to drastically change closer to the season Absolutely. starting. Injuries... We're going to do another podcast, and we're going to do this over um, – like I said, right before the season starts. Right. Um, so, anyways, the next week we're finally – that's two back-to-back home games. That's – yeah. Yeah. So, uh, week six, October 14th, we're going to be playing the Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. I can't see us losing to the Bengals this year. I think we're going to sweep them. I have to agree. Um, I don't feel like they've done enough. They haven't. Like, the Browns – I feel like the Browns did a lot more in the offseason than the Bengals They have. did. I mean, and plus, the Bengals still have Marvin Lewis. Yeah, like, yeah. why would you bring him back? I mean, he was originally supposed to leave. He was going to retire, and then they brought him back. I'm going to say this, and I don't care what anybody thinks. The Cincinnati Bengals are obsessed with 
uh, believing in a guy who is not Bill Cowher. Yeah, of course. This guy's been a part of this team for so long. I think they're, I feel like they're, they're, they're holding on because they feel like they're going to get a Bill Cowher moment, and I don't see that happening. This man has not had many winning seasons under his belt. And not to mention that he hasn't won one playoff game as their head coach. No. He's been a head coach for over a decade. It's bad. So I have us beating Cincinnati at home in their in their own stadium. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we always perform good in Cincinnati. Especially Ben. Yeah. I mean, you look at the stats, Ben just owns Cincinnati and Cincinnati. And this so you guys a- you guys got us beating the Bengals. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that, that right there, I think we all agree. Uh, week seven is the bye week. Now, at this point, you know, we're in the bye week. Do you feel like this bye week's too early? Maybe a little, although I think last year we had the bye week around the middle of the season. And I think it was week nine, but, I mean, etching back two weeks. That's um, I feel like in previous years it was always a later bye week. Yeah. Uh, it might be a little too early, but at the same time, I can't really argue because, it, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's good. I, I think week nine or ten would have been better. But, yeah, but well, it's, it's, a, it's around the mid uh, midway mark. So because the thing is, too, uh, after this bye week, we have one, two, three, four. We got about five games uh, on the road. Although we we seem to do better on the road, but usually, yeah. Uh, and I think we got five games at home, so it's kind of split there. Right. Mm-hmm. So week eight, eight October twenty eighth, we play the Browns uh, again. I got us beating the Browns. Um, I think the only team we're going to split with is the Ravens. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, I don't want to underestimate my team, but right, right. over the years I've noticed that after a bye week, we've kind of you know declined or yeah. haven't performed at a high level. Um, Which could come down to a thing of uh, not, to, not to take a, a page out of James Harrison's book here, but maybe discipline. Maybe these guys aren't practicing enough in, in their bye week. Yeah, I don't that, know. that's what I'm thinking. Exactly. And that's one know. thing Tomlin needs to start, you know. That's one thing he needs to add to his uh, uh Well, you would think a bye week should make you, like, more prepared for – because you know what team you're playing. Exactly. You get, you get extra time to prepare for that team. Exactly. Of course. For me, it just doesn't make sense to come out there and completely uh, take a crap. I'm not going to say uh, – you know, the more explicit version of that. Yeah. But um, I got us beating the Browns regardless. Um, thankfully, we play the Browns after the bye week and not another team right. like, like the Ravens. Uh, uh, I have to agree. I think we're going to win here. However, I will say this one is definitely a lot tougher than the week one game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because by then, week eight, every team in the NFL should be in sync. Yep. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, week eight, we play – or not week eight. I'm, I'm sorry. Week nine. November 4th, we play the Ravens in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, like we said earlier, I think we sleep with the Ravens. Or sleep, but, yeah. Sleep I, ha- I have Ravens. us uh, losing this game. Yeah. I have to Because, like I said, I have us winning with them and, and what better team to give us our first loss than, than the, the Baltimore? Yeah. The Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens would be perfect. Now, the, the, the week four game is a primetime game, I think. Yes. Um, this whereas this, this, this week is a one o'clock game. Right. Which we I think we tend to win one o'clock games. It's the four o'clock games is when we start to you know. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, week ten we play the Panthers, which I find interesting. That's definitely a prime time game, and that is in Pittsburgh. And that is Thursday night football, and we always have a rich history against the Panthers. 
Usually perform well against them. So uh, I definitely say we get a win here. A loss after uh, or a loss to the Ravens is definitely going to light a fire under yeah, under us, and especially, we're going to especially since we're going to be at home, right, right, uh, in prime time. We're definitely going to get a win here. Although I'm not going to underestimate the, uh, the Panthers, not one bit. So. Absolutely. So, but yeah, definitely a win. All right. So moving on to Week 11, November 18th, we play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh boy! And we're playing in Jacksonville. And it's Sunday night football. Man, is I hate really? to put a loss here, but God. I hate to if say the, it, if, the, but if I'm going to put an L on this list, it's it's probably going to be somewhere around that that area. So I, I kind of just to play safe, I'm going to say we lose to the Jags, man. I think we have all the tools to beat the Jags, but especially after what happened last year, we're going to want to give revenge, right. especially after on Sam. But it right. is it is in Jacksonville, and and, and the, the Jags have gotten much stronger, if you ask me. Offense has gotten stronger. Line's gotten stronger. Defense has gotten stronger, which I don't know how that's even possible. Right. As long as our defense doesn't make Blake look like Tom Brady, we'll be yeah. fine. But I think we get a loss here. I mean, I would have to. Yeah, I think agree. the Jagoffs. Uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna be that thorn in our side yeah. going forward. They're yeah. gonna kind of replace the Patriots as they uh, kind of fade off yeah. into the distance. And, and since they're very young, you know, they can definitely do that. So yeah. Yep, that's exactly what I was uh, referring to. Like, they're a young team. The Patriots are, uh, you know, Tom Brady, how much longer does he have left? Exactly. So, uh, week 12, November 25th, we play the Broncos, and that will be uh, in Denver. Not to bring back any bad memories, but every time I look at the Steelers <laughs> and Broncos, I can't help but think of that freaking Tebow play. Yeah. I'm sorry for bringing back bad memories, but. And, and depending on how the Broncos perform, this could be another trap game. It could be another trap game. I agree. This could be another game we end up losing when when we shouldn't. You think? It's possible. Wow. Listen. You no, know, you got to think of it. We we, we got to lose to at least one. Now, I, I don't want to say it, but we we usually tend to lose to at least one uh, down team every year. So, the Broncos, they seem appropriate. So... I mean, depending on how they do in the season, like you said earlier, but um, I would have to say we do lose here in Denver. Yeah. We have, like, I just see it. Yeah. I just want to point out something, not to break uh, the podcast up, but uh, if you guys hear Ice Cream Truck, I, I sincerely apologize. <laughs> I should have closed my window before recording this podcast. But it's 90 degrees outside. It, uh, yeah, it's hot outside and an ice cream truck just happened to go down my street, which it never does. That was really weird. So I apologize for that. Um, anyway, back on track. Yeah, back on track. I have us losing to the Broncos simply because it's one of those games where we should beat this team. But you guys know in the previous years I've been right about these for the most part. Yeah. And uh, I don't think the Broncos have much of an offense. But with the Steelers, it's not always about the offense that we're facing. It It's our defense. Yeah. And with this being week 12, I feel like our defense is probably a little tired at this point. Right. Uh, listen, they just played the Jaguars the week before. They're going to be – that game's going to be extremely aggressive, I promise you. So, I'm a little concerned about week 12. I can't but blame you. we move on to week 13, December 2nd. We play the Chargers at home. I think we get a win here. Ben and, ben and Rivers. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun matchup, and this should be a very uh, interesting game. But I Still don't to... like Rivers, by the way. Never will. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you got your own separate opinions. Um, I, I don't I don't think this is uh, 
inappropriate for the podcast. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't get flagged. But uh, Philip Rivers is a douchebag. Yeah, you can leave the awkward silence there. I don't care. He's a douchebag. That's fine. I mean, that's, I don't like him. That's just my. It's it's probably weird for a lot of people, but I think he's a little uh, a little arrogant for somebody who hasn't accomplished much uh, in his career. Um, yeah. So I mean, that, that's I my thoughts. I, I that's probably one of those teams a lot of people are surprised I don't like. I just don't like Philip Rivers. I don't. I don't blame you at all for saying that. I can see where you're coming from. But as for the Do you guys know why I don't like Philip Rivers, though? Not really. Did I, ne- I never told you about the time he was taunting like a kicker. I think it was a kicker he was taunting. And I, just, I was just like, really? You're, you're not tough, dude. If, if somebody hits you, you're going to break. <laughs> I, th- I think he did, though. He, he, he's one of those players that's so arrogant. He's, like, cocky, you know? I don't know. I just don't like him. I can see where you come from, though. Um, but as for the Chargers game, Week 13, uh, the way I see it, uh, that was we. Uh, we just did two straight uh, away games. Now we're coming home against the Chargers. Two yeah, straight losses. So that's why I have us winning. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So, so yeah, I got to win here. Yep, win. Now going back real quick, we can beat the Broncos. I'm just saying. Absolutely. There's always going to be that one one game or two games in in the season where I feel like the Steelers are just going to poop themselves and. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, week 14, we play at uh, the Oakland Raiders. We play the Oakland Raiders, who. May or may not have Martavis Bryant. Yeah. Um, and What a idiot, by the way. Yeah. That's all I can say. All that it talent. Ha- I don't know if it has anything to do with him necessarily actually smoking dope or, or any other kind of illegal substance, but it could be something like he just didn't take a pee test like he was supposed to. Right. <laughs> Either way, Martavis Bryant, I-, I loved you as a player. I thought you were the next big thing. I thought you were the next Randy Moss. But you're going to end up just being another player that made it to the league, did a bunch of drugs, and now you're nothing. Yeah. Now, I, me personally, I don't have a problem with good riddance. I don't have a problem with marijuana at all. But oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not crapping on anybody. But listen, when you get paid millions of dollars to play a sport, exactly. you're probably not smoke. Yeah, and you already had one offense. Why would you continue <laughs> that? Exactly. When you have all the talent in the world to be one of the greatest players in the league, and you just throw it away. Yeah, like if you're a normal Joe, you're retired. Go ahead, smoke all the dope you want. But if you're an NFL football player getting paid millions of dollars to play football and, and to look good for, you know, people's kids, like, you know, people's kids look up to you and stuff, you should probably not smoke weed. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Raiders, one thing that keeps playing in my mind is that we don't really perform well in Oakland. Um, and, yeah. with, and with John Gruden coming back coaching, you know, uh, I really feel like I really feel like with this game. That guy, let me tell you something about about that coach. He he won a Super Bowl, arguably. Now, this is the same thing a lot of people say Tomlin won a Super Bowl with uh, Bill Cowher's team. Right. Well, the same is being said about Gruden. You know, with uh, Tony Dungy, I think it was. Yeah, before he went on to Indianapolis. Yeah, I think so. No, not, 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 not Indy. Um, Tampa Bay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my fault. Yeah, yeah, Tampa Bay. A lot of people are saying that that wasn't his team, and he won a Super Bowl. Now, I mean, he, he never did anything after that, according to what yeah. I, you know. That's so, why I consider him one of the most overrated uh, coaches of all time. Well, the money they paid him is ridiculous. What ten years, a hundred million? Yes, mm-hmm. my God, ten years or ten million a year just to be a coach. 
I mean, I've never seen anything like that for a guy that's only got one Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, <laughs> someone like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, or, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. But Gruden, who hasn't coached in years? I have us beating the Raiders. I, really? I do like the Raiders, though. As a team, I, I don't like the coaching staff. Um, you know, the organization itself is definitely... I think uh, I'm not sure. I, I could be wrong, but I think uh, the Oakland Raiders were talking about moving out of Oakland. Yeah, I think going to Los Angeles or Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, oh. so Las Vegas. Yes, Las Vegas is picking up a lot of teams, aren't yeah. they? I mean, they just um, picked up uh, the Knights from uh, yeah. NHL. So who who should have won? By the way, yeah, I cannot believe they allowed the Capitals. I know. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. Or, yeah, yeah, it's a whole other thing. For this game, I'm gonna say. Talking more about it, I think we can get a win in this one. Yeah. Even even I, I in won't Oakland. be mad if I won't be mad if you say a loss here. I mean, I'm sorry. I think we lost here. It's just the fact that the we Raiders have good. everything to beat us. Yeah, they do. I, I mean, mean, the defensive side of the ball is not too well, but we don't perform in Oakland. I think that alone is enough for us to play down. Yeah. So I think well, you got to remember, uh, as good as uh, Antonio Brown is, he's not always gonna win us the game. Of course, I don't think. Right. Um, he, he may be 99 in Madden, but he's not invisible in real life. So, you yeah. know, you can't just you can't just air out the ball every time that Antonio Brown in real life. He needs other players around him to uh get those get those looks. Right. And the great thing is he has It's that. a team game. He has that. Um He does. But if, if who who's to say what's going to happen with Bell? Uh I I think Juju will have a good season, but yeah. you never know. Yeah. Any of these guys could go down. So, uh, I guess so. We're we're kind of almost split here. Yeah. Uh, you two got a win, and I got a loss. All right. So now moving on to the second biggest game of the season, uh, oh, game that boy. we all hate. Um, I've grown to kind of respect the Patriots in a sense. Um, over the years, I used to really hate them, but I'm kind of leaning towards like almost respecting them in the Raven sense. It's like. How much? How many losses does it take before you just say, "All right, you know what? Maybe these guys aren't. Maybe these guys aren't cheating. Maybe they're just they got our number. Maybe maybe the Steelers get too too uh, riled up before these games. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really more on the Patriots, but more on Belichick. Yeah. So week 15, December 16th, we're gonna play the Patriots, but we're playing in Heinz Field. Yes. So, but I'm gonna say I've said it before. Okay, I, I say this almost every... I, I think we can beat them. Oh, Josh, hey, I've been saying it for years. For so, years. I have us winning week 15 against the Patriots. I don't think we're going to get another Jesse James situation. I hope not. By the way, Jesse James caught that ball. <laughs> Dude, i got to make a t-shirt. I don't know if that's that's going to get us in trouble, but I don't, I'm going to make it. Yeah. I'm making that t-shirt. As for the Patriots, call me biased, but hey, we have everything it takes to beat the Patriots. We should be in last and, year. And that's what I'm... I'm trying not to be so biased in this. You know, that's why I have us losing to certain, like, the Jags. Yeah. It's like, I want us to beat the Jags. Of course, but... But I have to be non-biased. Yeah. And, we first of all, we should have beaten the Patriots. We had them beat, but one bad We won call. that game, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. And we and we did that without Chase Year. Only Patriots fans disagree. Yeah. Um. And... Like, even Brown went out, you know, midway of the game. And we yeah. still could have beaten them. Absolutely. Which we should have. And I think the Patriots are much weaker this year. Uh, or going into yeah, this like year. I said, they're on a decline. Yeah, so 100%. I think we got them. I think we got them here. Yeah, but I'm gonna say a win on this one. Yeah, so that it's gonna be exciting regardless. Week 15 and uh, week 11 are definitely 
the two games I'm most looking forward to. Uh, I'd like to go to a game this year, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, week 16, we play one of your favorite personal teams, the Saints. It's not a favorite team. It's just a team well, I, you, you, I most you, respect. Yeah, you respect the so Saints. one of my like favorite that. players you, is Breeze. Right. Maybe, yeah, Breeze is probably the reason. Yes. I mean, Anyways, he's that team. Yeah, we play, we play in New Orleans. Uh, we do play at the Saints' home. So we're back. We're right back on the road. That's going to be rough, dude. Yeah, this is, in my it's, opinion, it's road game, home game, road game, home game. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. wow, that's rough. In my personal opinion, this is going to be the game of the year. Wow, it's got yes. all the makings, <laughs> and you look at both teams. It literally has all of the makings to be yeah. game of the well, year. Well, the last time I think we played, it was pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but you you look at the matchup: Ben Breeze, Brown Lattimore. Um, you got. Uh, Bell versus that, uh, or our offensive line and Bell versus that uh, beast, beast as hell. Uh, uh, front seven. Right. So you you got some fun matchups here to, and I don't want to jump the gun here, but I think this is going to be the Super Bowl. Wow. You really think so? Yes. The Saints. Yes. Yeah. Well, they've made it there before with the with, with some of the players and the coaching staff they got there. So anything's possible in the NFL, as they say. Um. Let's move forward to the final week, which is week 17. First of all, hold on. Did, not to cut you off, but did we give our rec- our win-loss prediction? No. The Saints. Well, I, I have us beating the Saints. I don't. I have us losing. All right, so that's two against one. I lost. Yeah, I completely jumped over that, didn't I? No, you're fine. I hurdled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, week 17, December 30th, we play the Bengals. Uh, yeah, I have us sweeping the Bengals. Yeah. Bengals. So yeah. even if we set our starters, hey, I may be crapping on the Bengals, but I hey. think our third stringers could beat this team. To be yeah. honest, if we have whoever we have a quarterback, I think we still beat them. That coach, that coach in Cincinnati is going to continue to bring that team down. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Cincinnati, if you if you guys want, and Cincy Jungle, if you end up listening to this podcast, because you guys seem to have a bone. Uh, I was about to say it. You guys have a stiffy, right? PG thirteen here. <laughs> you guys have a stiffy. For the Steel Twins here, all right? What's up, y'all? <laughs> By the way, if you guys didn't know, Bob and uh, uh, Dan Welsh, they are the Steel Twins. Yes. I, did, I didn't introduce that part in the beginning, but yes. Uh, anyways. Uh, yes, we do have a, uh, a fun and uh, interesting history with Cincy Jungle. Yes, mm-hmm. they so, do. Um, so, Cincy Jungle, uh, if you guys want, please use this podcast on your website and uh, feel free to jag off as much as you want to <laughs> in your, your articles, whatever. Any kind of, uh, you know, views and stuff you guys want to bring our way, that's perfectly fine. I, I would really enjoy that. And by the way, your website sucks. Yes, it does. So, just want to throw that out there. Uh, I got us beating the Bengals, uh, like I said, even if it comes down to third stringers. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing Rudolph start here to see what he's made of. Yeah, I think, you know, that's another thing we should have pointed out, depending on the record. If uh, I say if the Steelers win... Enough to where like where we get a first round buy. I hope so. Thirteen three twelve. I think they can do it. Yeah. Oh, uh, we had thirteen three last year. So. If, if Bell comes out and plays the greatest year ever, like he said on Twitter, uh, I don't see how we don't. Absolutely. But um, and by the way, I think Bell should just play receiver. I, I mean, he's good enough to do it. He has the hands. Yeah. Um, I say we sit a lot of our starters in that last game. Yeah. I'm not going to say the Saints game, even though I feel that way. 
But that's going to be an important <laughs> game because... You, you, want, determine... you want to see Ben versus Breeze. Yeah, but, but that could determine our uh, first round bye. Exactly. It could, it could, yeah. But definitely the last last uh, week, we I want us sitting players. Uh, and I want to see more of the, like you said, the younger guys. It'll be interesting to see, like, I don't know about the entire league, but as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers go, uh, who would be rookie of the year? For the Steelers? Yeah, I think I got Washington. James, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's going to be more involved than any other player, but you never know. I mean, him being the primary slot or outside guy, absolutely. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of, like, looks because defenses are going to be concerned about Brown, Bell. Like, if Bell plays like he's supposed to. Right. Um, and Juju. Juju, who's obviously had a breakout season in his rookie year. He got snubbed, by the way, for rookie yes, year. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's just my opinion. I don't think anybody else deserved it but him. Um, well, Kamara, Alvin Kamara of the Saints, I mean. I don't care. He <laughs> should have been at least considered top listen, five, in listen, my opinion. Juju should have gotten it. I think he should have been top five if he wasn't. Right. So top three. But with the guys you listed, you know, a lot of people are going to be overlooking James Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think that's where uh, Justin was going. Heck, I personally think James Washington could very well be rookie of the year. Without the entire NFL. Yeah. That's a bold statement. That is. That's actually a bold prediction I'm making right here. James Washington wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. For the NFL. For the NFL. It's possible. My God. It's possible. I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about him. All right, so that's it as far as this podcast goes. We talked about Bell. We talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers season. I guess you can call this an early predictions uh, podcast. As expected, we're... Almost at 46 minutes here. My God. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like to, like I said in the first episode, I, I like to try to keep this like 15, 20 minutes. But how can you talk 15, 20 minutes about a season? Yeah. So, I mean, that's 16 games, 17 it's, weeks. It's still under an hour, so that works. Yeah. Um. So we apologize for the long podcast, <laughs> but if you watch, hey, we appreciate it. Hey, if it. you guys made it this far, man, that's awesome. Make sure you guys subscribe, uh, follow, like, I don't know all the terms for all the different avenues that we're going to be on. Um, at, at this moment, we did submit our podcast to multiple networks and stuff. So, But as of right now, we are just being on SoundCloud and YouTube. Eventually, I'd like to get us on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and a few other places. Uh, maybe even Spotify. I don't know. Spotify seems a little difficult to get a part, uh, get onto. Um, but yeah, this was a great episode, I think, guys. I enjoyed uh, doing this. We need to do this a lot more often. Absolutely. Um, and that is the plan. You guys are definitely a part of this, uh, not just like special guests. You guys are right there. So. Right. <laughs> um, you guys can follow us at Still Yenzers on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can search us up on Facebook as well. Make sure you guys go to stillyenzers.com to get all your you know Steelers news. A lot of the stuff we post on there is original content. You're not going to find like the same rehashed uh, stuff that you see around the internet. But uh, yeah, so I think that's it, guys. You guys want to do the outro here, the, the piece? Absolutely, dude. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace.